You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. All right, settle down, chat. We're here. Settle down. (laughs) We have to just let the chat cook for a minute, you know? You gotta let it marinate. Yeah, marinate a little bit. <laughs> Bask in that ambiance. <laughs> What's going on, guys? Welcome into the Winner's Lounge. Yeah, I mean, that was an easy win. A successful night for the Denver Nuggets. They demolish, they take care of the Washington Wizards. 127 to 109. We're gonna talk about it tonight. I'm Harrison Wynn, joined by superstar Dev Johnson. What's going on, man? I mean, uh, like, some wins are just, like, easy. Yeah. Very, very easy. And that was one of those. And it feels good to be into that, where we're not saying, hey, that was such a nug-like type of game. <laughs> you know, we have to do that. It was just, like, from start to finish, ass whipping. Yeah. This is how smug Dev is, dude. Sorry, I had to check in for a fight real quick. Um, <laughs> D-line. Uh, guys, business-like, business-like ass-kicking. Just went about their business and just yep. kicked their asses. It was great. It was great. We got a lot to get into tonight. You'll, you see the headline of our show, which Kale perfectly wrote out there. Nico Jokic is off to one of the greatest starts to a career in NBA history. We're going to get into exactly what we mean by that. Talk about Jokic's night. Another great night from the Nuggets bench. And then maybe a big picture perspective of where the Nuggets stand right now in the standings. Uh, no pun intended. But let's get to the quick 60-second recap, first of all. Give quick you guys recap. a little taste of what happened tonight. I'm actually really excited for this because I don't know what happened. Do you think I, I can fill 60 seconds right here? This game, yeah. So my, my first observation from this game, the atmosphere compared to the 76ers game a couple nights ago, just completely different. That felt like a playoff game. This felt like a preseason game. That was very apparent right off the bat. Nikola Jokic was great. He had 11 points, 6 rebounds, 3 assists, 1 steal, 1 block in his first 10 minutes. Definitely set the tone. The Nuggets bench played really well for a second straight game. They were really, really good in the first half. They went on a 13-0 run. End of the first quarter, beginning of the second quarter. DeMarcus Cousins was great. Austin Rivers was really good as well. Everyone was good. And then from there, Jokic just took over even more. All of a sudden, Denver was up 21 at the break. Jokic got the thousand, uh, thousandth point of his career. 10,000. Oh, it's 10,000? Oh, duh. 10,000th point <laughs> of his career. My God. Um, so that was an awesome accomplishment. He is now around, you know, 1,100 points behind Alex English for the most points as a nugget. End of the third, the bone show. Really, for the first time of the game, he scored eight straight for the Nuggets, two threes, and a mid-range jumper. Wizards got it down to like 18, of course. Mike Malone put back in some of the starters, but not Nikola Jokic. He only played 
26 minutes tonight, did not have to play the fourth quarter. So it was really a dominant performance from beginning to end. I'll go to you first, Dev. What's just your big takeaway from this one? I think it was uh, twofold. Uh, one is Jokic is just so dominant and such in his bag that he did not even have to play in the fourth quarter today. And it was yep. because of how dominant he was early on, which brings into the second part. The bench unit has been different in the last couple of games. They've been carrying, and it's not even carrying the team. They've just been so steady that the starters are also now able to rest a little bit more. Jokic yeah. is able to go to the bench, and there's not going to be a lead that just evaporates completely. We haven't even talked about you know that um, that poisonous third quarter that used to plague the Nuggets every single game because that second unit has just been so good. Um, so I think that that's just my biggest takeaway is if the Nuggets can get a complete game from their best player as well as the others, these are the type of games yeah. and type of performances they could have. That was one of my takeaways as well because after the 76ers game, it was obvious that, look, the Nuggets might not get an A-plus level game from Nikola Jokic, but because their bench is actually capable now and pretty good, well, they can still win those games when Nikola Jokic isn't the greatest player on earth. <laughs> on a game like tonight, on a night like tonight, he is the greatest player on earth. The bench looks good. And, you know, the Wizards, they're not a playoff team, although I think they're in contention for the play-in still in the East. They're not a bottom feeder either. They're kind of an average to slightly below average NBA team. And the Nuggets demolished them tonight because... Like I said, Nikola Jokic was the best player in the world, but their bench is also really, really good. At least it was tonight. D-Line, what was your biggest takeaway? Biggest takeaway, number one, all the Nuggets are good. Let's get out of facts. the way. All the Nuggets Absolute are good. Facts. Uh, but really, the real takeaway is that the Nuggets are rounding into form, man. Mm -hmm. They're like really starting to look like a playoff squad. Like They're looking like a team that's not just like scrapping and trying to get every you know, win in the standings every night. It's, you know, we don't quite know where they're going. We don't know where points are coming from. Are we going to get a heroic effort from Nikola Jokic to save it from sure disaster? It's like, let's just go out and just beat the brains out of a team. Like, yeah. let's, like let's just like not make Jokic play in the fourth. And, you know, I, I get Bones Highland, like 17 points tonight. Yeah. My man is so Mo legit. My city, baby! My city yeah. baby! The one that's a good job. The one real <laughs> takeaway tonight is that Ish Smith is a an absolute criminal, and he's ruined my life. He ended with seven points on after, three of twelve shooting. After <laughs> I can't believe I was cheering for Ish Smith to score. I he couldn't shame get, on that you. That man smoked. Five layups after getting to seven points. I'm going to kill him. Not, that's not a threat. That's a promise. And it's also not a promise. Uh, take that off the internet. Uh, uh, I, I'm despondent. You know what's great about that Ish Smith thing? Maybe, like, the days of him destroying the Nuggets are behind him now. No. They maybe, gotta be. They maybe gotta that, be. like, was the curse. The curse is lifted somehow where Ish Smith is not just doing everything that he wanted. Because he got to every. He got to his spots every single it was, time. It was the reverse curse. But he just couldn't get it in the rim. He stopped beating the Nuggets. Now he's beating me directly. <laughs> that might be a little bit better. He can't beat the Nuggets. Now he's just I taking disagree. out all his frustration on you. Yeah. Just solely you. So brutal. Um, but just zooming out to your point, how they're rounding into form. It's crazy that they're rounding into form, and they already have 42 wins on the season. Nuggets won their 42nd game of the year tonight. Yo. It's the same number 
as the Utah Jazz. Ooh. They also have 42 wins. Utah's playing right now. But right now, Utah also has 42 wins. Another team that has 42 wins, the Dallas Mavericks, Yo, who are also playing right now but are locked in a tight one with Brooklyn. Dude, how are the Nuggets going to get a 50-win season out of a purgatory? The 76ers also have 42 wins. The Nuggets right now have one less win, one less win than the Milwaukee Bucks. We've been depressed all year. Are we assholes? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Are we actually in purgatory? <laughs> the Nuggets have 42 wins. They're going to win 50 games this year. It turns out we just suck. Like, we're spoiled little children. We are a little say. spoiled. Okay. Well, that's um, but it's also just a sliver of insight into how amazing this year could have been in an alternate universe. Oh, my God. But um, 42 wins. It's a hell of an accomplishment, right, Dove? Yeah, I mean, it just really doesn't make sense when you when you look at it because no one is saying that uh, the Bucks are not playing well no. or, you know, like, or Dallas. Like, they're saying that this is like a, a up year and for the Nuggets to be right on par and right there, even with the Sixers. Like, that's, you know, that's considered one of the best teams in the NBA and the Nuggets are right there. And that's with missing so many important pieces and important players for the team. Yeah, um, I'm so they, there's been so many ups and downs with the team. There's been so many different lineups and matchups, and still they have figured out a way to win every single game. It's incredible. Like, really, we, we really have talked about purgatory. Shame on you. Shame. <laughs> on I've never even said that word before. Shame on you. <laughs> well, it's fine because I said it no less than uh, how many shows have we had? I think, Times that, uh, 10. I think you said that on opening night. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Listen, guys, the purgatory comes from we should be challenging for the number one seed. I mean, right. like, the Nuggets are not as good as they should be, but the Nuggets are still an incredibly good team because they have Nikola Jokic. Yeah. We spent the entire first part of the season fighting about Fokker, sorry, Argentina, fighting about uh, Austin Rivers. Bones Highland needs to play more. That was the first All month of the All of the things year. that we just have been uh, mired in, we've not been paying attention that the Nuggets are actually – I mean, we didn't say that they weren't good, but they could be much better, but they're still really good. Yeah. Look, I don't know if the Nuggets would have 55 wins right now if Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr. were healthy. That's how many the Suns have. But I'm not ruling it out. Like, could the Nuggets be 55 and 14 if they had a fully healthy squad like Phoenix has had for most of the season? Maybe. I mean, I'm pretty sure they'd be at worst second in the West right now if everybody's healthy. But whatever. That doesn't matter right now. What does matter is, is like you said, D-Line, they're rounding into form. They just demolished the Wizards tonight. Dude, they outclassed them. If you take the last two nights... The grit that they showed against a like a powerhouse squad, yeah, to come back being down 19 points and to have the poise, the wherewithal, the stick to itiveness, all of the adjectives you want to use to be able to pull a victory out when literally all of the NBA was watching, and then to roll into a night like tonight where in the pregame show. I, maybe I'm a pessimist. Maybe I just need to change my point of view. I was afraid we were going to yeah. get an emotional letdown. People have been saying that. Well, listen, man, just let me finish well, talking before you I, confirm. I really the, do. My <laughs> But like, then they just they, like they've arrived. It feels like they've arrived. Like the game, the two games that came before the Sixers game, where they just let their foot off the gas in the last moments to let two games slip away. It felt like maybe, you know, they weren't going in the right direction. But this this feels like, you know, what are we talking about? Dude? Let's playoffs. Let's yeah. talk about the playoffs, man. I'm ready to get to the playoffs. We've got 13 games left, and. 
Yeah, I think the Nuggets are, are in solid position. Minnesota's not giving them any help. We'll get to it in around the association, but uh, they do have the Lakers tonight, so can't really expect them to lose that one. <laughs> um, Nico Jokic's night tonight. He's our DraftKings uh, sportsbook king of the game oh as God. well. 29 points, 10 of 14 from the field, 2 of 2 from 3, <laughs> a perfect 7 of 7 from the line. Guys, I, I got to say, I know we bitch and moan, rightfully so, about how Jokic doesn't get respect from officials. But well, he doesn't get respect from Kale. Look at this photo he chose of Jokic. He looks like he's getting beat up. Put that, put that back up, Kale. You get look at this. It looks like he's wearing a mask. That's the most effort he gave all night. <laughs> right? Doesn't it look like he's wearing like a weird mask? Uh, he's been in a fight. Or... Jokic doesn't even get respect from Kale in this league. <laughs> He's been getting more respect from from Kale and from <laughs> the NBA officials as of late. Like he's averaging around nine or ten free throw attempts per game, I believe, since that New Orleans win, the overtime win when he got to the line twelve times. He's getting to the line more. Seven of seven from the line tonight in only twenty six minutes. I think that's really good. Thirteen rebounds, eight assists, two steals, one block, only three turnovers. I mean, Dev, this was an easy, easy night from him. He he got in the game. He made quick work of Chris Dapps Porzingis. I, Chris Dapps Porzingis, we could do a whole segment on him later if, if we want to. Um, but this was Nikola Jokic, I feel like, kind of coasting to 29-13-8. Yeah, I mean, I really think that he knew that he was going to take the third, like in the fourth quarter out. This, that was the fastest I've seen Jokic run a few, a few times. Like that fast, that Giannis fast break tonight. where he got that down the court. He was locked in. And fin he was locked in. He was in secretary. Think mode about tonight. being locked in, but also just like in cruise control yeah. at the same time. Right. Like my mind works so much better than you guys that I, my body doesn't have to work. That's just how he was. Like he, he's he's scoring wherever he wants to, knocking down the three ball. I'm glad that the three ballers came back. Thank he God. He had a, a Serbian shuffle attempt. Like, Sambor shuffle. Sambor, sorry. Sambor yeah, shuffle attempt. Be. Like, that just, like, he he did a little bit of everything in the game while doing a bit of nothing. <laughs> like, they <laughs> yeah. didn't have a center to slow him down. They didn't have anybody to stop him. He's just like, I'm going to score every single time. And then also, I'm going to get everyone else involved. There was a few, uh, you know, just plays where they just kept it extended. Just passing around, passing around. Ball was back to popping. And it's because the best player in the league right now, the MVP in the league, is willing to pass, willing to get everyone else involved. And he does that tonight while also just having a monster line. If he plays in the fourth quarter, like how we've seen Kyrie, how much does he finish with? Yeah. I Dude. mean, he would have like a ridiculous style. I'm for sure. I he heard did. on social media today, big talking heads who normally I look to, to point out the unfair hand that we've been dealt as Nuggets fans because they don't, they clearly never watch Jokic, but they talk about him like they know what they're talking about. They're like, oh, he's just, you know, like, we're oh, going to talk about his Raptor or his PER. Shannon Sharp, these guys like all talking about Jokic the way that people who watch basketball talk about it's Jokic. so funny, man. Like they were like, Oh yeah, he like leads the break all the time, and he he made a bunch of passes to other people, and he got him wide open. We we're like, bro, no, no kidding. Like this is what Jokic does. Like that man does whatever he wants, and he always makes the right decision, and it always leads to players being put in a position where they can just make the right play. And I I, I just I I was like having to check my pulse. Have I died? Right. Have I passed on into an alternate reality where? 
big talking heads actually watch Nikola Jokic before they talk about him? Well, they only started talking about him because of the Sixers, because game. of that marquee 76ers game. And another really funny angle of that is you heard the oh my god, like. Have have you seen how good of a passer Nikola Jokic is? You're like, bro, that like, wasn't even a good bro, game. Bro, that him. was like a C level passing game from him. That was not even a great passing They're game like, from him. Man, uh, did you see that the, pass the on the fast in, break yeah. where he just led Jeff Green perfect? It's like the, he does that three times a game. I know. They're like the Broncos should look at Jokic for quarterback. Like, he's we the made best. That joke he's the best quarterback times. in Denver. We have made you heard? that joke five thousand times starting seven years ago. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad that that joke is about to end. <laughs> With Russ know, news, that, that joke ends, right? No. It's oh. still the best quarterback. <laughs> yeah. Um, I know. He, he, Dev's a brand new Broncos fan. He doesn't know how it goes. <laughs> Tonight, though, <laughs> I was thinking that the game of basketball, its he's totally mastered it. And you watch him play tonight, and you almost think to yourself it's too easy for him. Like what he went out and did there tonight, the reads he's making, the guys he's playing against, he's bored with it. Or looks like it because it's almost too easy for him. I know. You know? I feel like watching the game tonight, I felt like Jokic probably does while playing the game. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> well, we're going to win this one. I just like went and got a soda, got some gum. Yeah. Was talking some smack, <laughs> like looked up every now and again. Like, it's just like, eh, you know, I'm just going to let dish off to the fellas, let him handle this one. <laughs> it really does look a little too easy. Like, you go back to, like, the old legend type stuff, like where Larry Bird, they say, he plays a full game with only his left hand. Those are the type of things we're seeing from Jokic right now. Like, maybe when his career's done, they're going to say something insane. Like, maybe he didn't sleep for a full week <laughs> right. or something. Or they're like, if he, look- he decided to just not ever. <laughs> it's going to be something we never know. He decided to never shoot the first shot or something we're gonna, insane. We're yeah. going to look back. We're like, bro, watch that Wizards game. He closed his eyes the entire game. We yeah, never yeah. noticed. It's yeah. going to be something, like, insane that happens because he really, it looks like he's mastered the game. Like, with other guys. They're doing it with like maybe they're shooting only three pointers or um, maybe they're just going to get to the free throw line the entire time. Him, he just opens up everything. So it's no way to scout him, no way to slow him down because the floodgates are open. Every single thing he does on the court is an, is an option to score. And that just has to be like depressing to be the guy that's guarding him. Who, who defended him tonight? Uh, well, it was a committee of players. It was Chris Dapps Porzingis for 23 minutes. <laughs> Too small, literally seven foot three. <laughs> yeah. Um, Daniel Gafford, thanks for coming. Uh, Thomas Bryant, see you next year. Black pepper, accent salt, seasoning salt. Those are all cooking ingredients. That's every single one of those names. And look, man, like Daniel oregano, Gafford, Thomas oregano, Bryant. Everything. It's not like these guys are scrubs. <laughs> Like these are okay centers, yeah, and they look like high schoolers playing against Nikola Jokic. But anyway, the, the biggest news from Nikola Jokic's night is that he scored his ten thousandth point, and it came at the free throw line. It came after a Sambor shuffle. Nikola Jokic now is the second fastest player to reach ten thousand points, five thousand rebounds, and three thousand assists in their career. That's correct. He did it in 4,000 fewer minutes than Larry Bird, who per games played is the fastest. So if you go on games or minutes, either Bird or Jokic is the fastest. I'm going to go on minutes because that's more accurate. Okay. Um, (laughs) He played less time. 
He spent less time on the floor. Yeah. But there you have the tweet there from Adam. That's so wild. 515 games for Bird. 516 games for Jokic. So Jokic actually could have had both games and minutes. But, um, no, this is why we titled the show. He's off to one of the greatest starts (laughs) to a career in NBA history. And, um... (laughs) Def lighten up the chat. Just lighten up the chat. All right, I'll host the show while you guys hang out in the chat. Oh, did you want our help? No, it's okay. Okay, cool. Um, I tweeted out tonight that a lot of people regard Nikola Jokic as the best player in the NBA, and he's still probably massively underrated. But that's what I mean by this. Uh, A stat like this, he's the fastest player ever to that milestone. You look at the advanced stats, and he's just breaking every single analytic and advanced stat out there. That tells you something that we've never seen a player like this we've never seen somebody as efficient and putting up the numbers that he is so i mean we were laughing it's early. crazy we were laughing earlier like think about every and one mixtape you've watched like a guy that can like jump over a kia sorrento and dunk the ball blake griffin or like all these guys that are like oh athletic freak like Jokic can't jump over a pack of gum and he's the best player by a long margin like, or by a wide margin yeah like the things that people think about like oh dude like that jalen green is really good at like Jokic isn't good at any of that and he's <laughs> the best player that i've ever seen play in my entire life yeah uh, let's hit a break real quick. On the other side, we got a lot more to get to. The bench played really well tonight. Monte Morris played well as as well. Uh, Brendan Vote is in the Nuggets post game presser, so we'll talk to him. Also, get to around the association. <laughs> you can tell well. we're we're trying to stretch it out because we feel like the Nuggets are going to take a long time to come to the, the presser. Around the <laughs> association. I used to do that with all no. of my homework in. Uh, <laughs> High school and middle school. Yeah, we're writing like 450 <laughs> words or three pages. I'm like putting like double 72 in. I mean, double, double spaces the, after period. each sentence. Oh, the the space before the period too. Every time. Yeah. And they would just have all type of notes on the side. Like, Dev, what the hell is this? <laughs> uh, guys, Sexy Pizza has been in the Denver community for 13 years. They're as local as it gets. Hand tossed deck oven pizza with made from scratch. Each morning dough. A portion of every sale from their philanthropies, uh, five specialty pods that they make is donated to a range of different nonprofits right here in Colorado. Uh, they're a Colorado company. They're Denver through and through, just like us. You can pick up at any of their four Denver locations, Cap Hill, South Pearl, Jefferson Park, and Park Hill. They've got a new location in Trinidad, Colorado as well. Like I said, you can pick up there. You can order delivery. Um, go to www.sexy. Dot pizza. pizza. They sponsor a Broncos tailgates. Awesome. We love sexy pizza. Great pizza, of course. Great salads. Great sides. And those tailgates well. are going to be lit AF. Oh my god, man! This they're going to be so smug. Let's have. Oh, the smug goes are in, and they're here to stay. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Also, our next partner. They've got a product I use literally every day. I started taking Athletic Greens because. I wanted more energy. I wanted an optimized immune system. And I also hated taking pills and vitamins. Athletic Greens is an awesome solution. It's a green powder. You just put one scoop a day. First thing you do when you wake up in your bottle of water, you down it. Boom. You go on with the rest of your day. One delicious scoop of Athletic Greens. It's made up of 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens. 
it's awesome. It makes you feel better. It gives you a little more energy. It's also lifestyle friendly, whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free. Contains less than one gram of sugar. No GMOs, no nasty chemicals or artificial anything while still tasting good. It's really good for you. It doesn't taste disgusting <laughs> like some protein stuff and other mixes that are out there. Uh, so to make it easy, uh, to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Uh, right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially heading into uh, flu and cold season. Like I said, just one scoop of Athletic Greens every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements. Look out for your health. So go to athleticgreens.com slash nuggets, athleticgreens.com slash nuggets to take ownership of your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. So I got to say, man, when I was in Chicago, I did not have my Athletic Greens. I found myself... You didn't feel the same. Well, I mean, there was a variety of reasons <laughs> for that, mostly because I ate uh, basically just butter. But... Um, I woke like I literally found myself craving athletic greens. That was like the first thing I did when I came home. Was like, wow! I'm not even kidding. Like my nails look shiny and new. It's like uh, you know when they advertise pet food and they talk yeah. about your pet's coat is going to be shinier right, and healthier. Right. That's me with athletic greens. Wow. <laughs> All right, welcome back to the DMVR Nuggets <laughs> podcast, the Winners Lounge. Ba -ba -ba -ba. We're here after a Nuggets 127-109 win over the Washington Wizards. The other starter that stood out to me tonight before we get to the bench was Monte Morris. I think Monte's having, by now, I think what I can call an underrated season. I think he's up to 39, maybe at 40% three-point shooting on the year. It's a career high. He went 3 of 7 from 3 today. I think he's just kind of taken a mini leap here, and it's hasn't happened in one game or like one week. I think it's been a season-long thing, but to me, he just looks so comfortable and confident out there. His chemistry with Jokic is at a entirely different level than it was at the beginning of the season. I mean, he looks to me like he's fully entrenched, fully comfortable as a starter, and I mean, he, to me, is playing the best ball of his career. There couldn't have been a, a better guard to take over that mantle of, you know, having to, to be the starting guard for the Nuggets. Like him and Jokic have undeniable chemistry. He also answers a lot of things. Like he he's a, he's a good, like, passer that just, you know, is mis mistake-free. Yep. Um, he makes the smart decisions as far as either he's going to shoot the mid-range, which has improved incredibly this year. Um, actually, his finishing overall is just something that is, like, been different um and they've really needed and welcomed that his ability to just score from everywhere on the court knocking down the three ball um getting to his spots just really comfortable and confident out there on on the court the entire time um and just consistent like that's what you're going to get from him every single time what i liked about um him in this game is they decided to close with him like He's been yeah, playing, let's talk about that. He's been playing so much, um, you know, this year as a starter. And for them to, like, close with him, it just shows to, like, that they're getting ready for playoff mode. They're getting ready for him to just take over um, having to close and having to play in those type of situations where maybe you have to, to lead the second unit or maybe you have to be with the different guys and get them calm. 
Um, and that's what I felt like they did in this game. It wasn't about just like having a guy out there, but like shortening the rotation. I feel like they did that. And then also just having their guy out there. And he's been he's been doing everything that they need him to. So yeah. he, he did close. And I saw a bunch of people on Twitter being like, is this so Malone is getting Monte ready to run the second unit once Jamal comes back as the starter? Did you sense that at all? Or did you just think that the bench kind of hit a rough spot and Malone want to get the starters back in there? Uh, I didn't think about that at all. Like, I mean, you say that he's taken a like a little leap. I think Monte has taken a massive, like he's taken a full leap. Like he has gone Yeah, from, I, I meant just like a leap no, from I, game one to sure, now. Yeah. Sure, sure. But I think like his game, like he has gone from serviceable backup, like pretty good second round pick, uh, you know, like, We'll see what he can do to this guy is a legit starting point guard in the NBA. Like he looks like at times he looks like Jamal Murray does playing with Jokic. Like his mid range shot is on point. His three point shot has been on point. He his game has improved so much this year. I'm so impressed with Monte Morris. And yep. I you know, I think probably maybe there is a little bit of like, okay, cool, like like he, he generally closes because usually the starters are out there. He closed tonight because it was garbage time and like we were playing with the players that typically don't get on the court. Um, I don't know. I mean, hard to read into it. I think maybe he just wanted to give him some minutes too. Like, yeah, I think it was we closed more with Bones last night. Yeah, I think it was more just because the bench unit kind of took their foot off the gas a little, and I think Washington cut the lead to under twenty. With like four minutes left, oh, and Malone didn't nervous really want to mess around. Um, Jokic didn't have to come back in the game, but Barton was back in. Aaron Gordon was at the scores table, so I think it was just more of getting the starters back in there. But maybe a part of Malone wanted to see Monte with Bones and and with the bench. I mean, if you're readying for a Jamal Murray return, you would need to see that. But I think more of it was just the bench kind of took it easy for a second. But um. No, I agree. Monte, he continues to have a really good year. Over his last four games, he's turned the ball over three times. And that's wild for a starting point guard. Yep. Like, yeah, Nikola Jokic is Nuggets point guard, yada, yada, yada. Monte Morris is still a point guard in most ways, shapes, and forms. I mean, he's still handling the ball a ton. He's still running a ton of pick and rolls. He's still initiating a ton of offense. Played... 31 minutes tonight, 34 minutes against the 76ers, 28 against the Raptors, 30 against the Warriors. You only turned the ball over, over three times in those four games. It's crazy. I mean, it's crazy how well he takes care of the ball. So um, an another really strong game from him tonight. And I agree, man. Look, I don't think Jamal Murray can come back and immediately be the starter. Right, Dev? Yeah, just, just with how well Monte's playing. No, you want him to, to work himself up also. You want him to go against the second unit. That's why you start him in the G League. You don't just have a guy come in and, hey, here goes the starting role. You're going to have to go and guard, you know, right. Chris Paul right now. Or, you know, any, go, go slow down John Morant, your first game back. You're just not able to do that. So I think just, like, working himself up um, goes and does that. But also it gives Jamal Murray, like, the confidence. Like, they're going to run it through him if he's in that second unit with, um, you know, with those guys. Um, so you be, you get to get your your conditioning up, your yeah. cardio up, but also your confidence up because they're not expecting you to do too much. If he just walks into this like the starting role, 
expectations are high. Mm -hmm. That's when you let yourself down or you try to overdo it. And I yeah. don't want him to have to overdo that. Yeah, there's no, uh, there's no way he steps back. In, even if he was ready, that's not. We've seen any time a starter is hurt, save Jokic, uh, and they come back. Like they always spend time on the bench. They always like work their way back in. That's just his mo. That's definitely right. what's going to happen. But I just quickly again about Monte Morris. Like the craziest thing about him is that he played four years in college. Yeah, and. He's not a young guy, and it's weird that he. I mean, it's not weird. It's remarkable that he's still improving to this degree. Like, typically, you know, somebody that has been already playing for so long, like you would have expected them, we'd seen all that they had to offer. Now it's sort of like, can they stay healthy? Can they stick around in the league? Like, Monte is still improving, which is amazing. It's just another aspect of what's so awesome about this Nuggets rise and how they built this team. We've watched Monte Morris go from. Second round rookie, played his entire rookie season in the G League to um, a backup point guard to a really good backup point guard to now an adequate starter, and he's still getting better, and we've just gotten to watch him this entire time, and um, it's awesome. Uh, he is, what, the fourth longest tenor nugget? Will Bart, Nikola Jokic, Jamal Murray, Monte I mean, Morris. How long is a, uh, is a mayoral term? He's been the yeah. mayor of Chopper's Circle, Mr. Nugget. Yeah. He's not giving that title up anytime soon. Even though Bones making a play. He Bones wants he can, it really badly. The best, you the just best can Bones tell. can hope for is Mr.'s Nugget or the Brother's Nugget. Yeah. <laughs> you can tell Bones really wants Mr. Nugget. <laughs> like he wants he wants to be a rising star. He wants to make the playoffs. Like, he wants to be Mr. Mr. Nugget. Nugget. <laughs> yeah, like these are the things that keep him up at night. He's like, <laughs> he's in, he's in the lab working on his jumper, <laughs> working on more. his moves. <laughs> he's also more. just on social media working at becoming Mr. Nugget. <laughs> Dude, the, <laughs> I just can't wait for the 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 tweet that Bone sends out when it finally he's like Mr. Nugget. <laughs> emoji, emoji, yeah. emoji, 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 emoji. Like when that happens, he'll definitely. Like, he'll probably be in the bar for a oh, formal ceremony. Dude, the coronation of yeah. Mr. Nugget. <laughs> That'll be a fun day. Um, the bench. The bench was also really good tonight. And you just look at the box score. Four of the five main bench players scored in double figures. DeMarcus Cousins had 14. Bones had 17. Austin Rivers had 13. Brim Forbes had 10. Jamichael Green, the only bench guy who didn't hit double figures. What stood out most uh, for you, Dev, from the second unit tonight? Just seeing Bones and DeMarcus Cousins get themselves going. Yeah. And also, both of them are happy. It's not like they're fighting for the ball or, you know, having to figure out who it is that they're running the offense through. It seems like they just kind of have an understanding. Like, okay, I'll set a screen. He's either going to go and score or he's going to pop it to me and I'm going to make, you know, something happen. But DeMarcus Cousins just getting into shape, yeah. like, is just like a – it just adds a new element to the team and makes them that much more dangerous because he's such a big guy. Like every single Huge. minute that he's on the court is impactful, even when he's fouling, because now <laughs> you're you're second guessing if you want to go after him. So like true. you can't you can't go after him on the defensive end because you're gonna fill it. On offense, he's you know trying to knock you over as well. But also he's like one of those players that he he tries to get under like your skin and your head. He's like setting up for for um, charges. He's yeah. flopping. Like, so you're like, I don't know what I'm going to get with him. Bones, just too skilled for you. He, he shoots the ball. He's too fast. Dude. 
as a defender, I, I'm telling you right now, I would never want to be on an island with Bones. I would never want to be on Bones Island. Unless it was like actually me hanging out on an island with Bones. That I still don't know if I would want to be on Bones <laughs> Island. It's just too dangerous around here. You never know what's going to happen. Um, so like, yeah. Sea change, think, baby. <laughs> Pina colada, baby. No, really, just having those two guys is, is tough. Um. The thing that's crazy is we're going to look back like around trade deadline when we were everyone like the the people that are like, well, the Niners, they're like, well, they didn't make any moves. Uh, this team's not. They didn't about get wins. a shooter. They didn't get a shooter. They, they, all they did was add Bryn They didn't Ford. trade Will Barton. They're just, you know, they're making moves around the edges. That's not going to get it done. And what they did was they added Boogie Cousins, uh, not through trade, just through good old fashioned picking him up off the waiver wire, essentially. And. That's going to prove to be the difference. That is when the season turned around. It's when totally. we got just a big guy. Like, we, we were just pining for just a big body. We were, like, looking at uh, Isaiah Hardenstein, like, oh, if we could only get Isaiah back, or, like, all these ridiculous <laughs> things. Like, we were like, okay, cool, Boogie's coming, and he's the big guy. But, like, Boogie is still really good. Boogie is yeah. so much – like, I thought Boogie was cooked, man. Like, Me too. I really thought it was just like, all right, this is sort of a – you know, Michael Malone doing good. This is just guy. a Michael Malone heat check. Yeah. <laughs> kind of like Isaiah Thomas was, you know? Absolutely. Right. Yeah. Like, okay, you know, like, bring the band back together. It's going to yep. make him feel good. But, like, my God, like, it, it's made all the difference in the world. It really turned the season around. Same with Bryn Forbes. Like, having that level of shooting coming up off the bench, people were saying that, you know, the Nuggets didn't do anything. They actually transformed their chances with those, you know, around the edges moves. Right. Those two moves took a bench that was disastrous for the first half of the season, one of the worst in the league, and made it, I think, a rock-solid, above-average bench. I mean, Denver and Tim Conley turned two players who, first of all, free agents at the end of the season, you know, probably not Nuggets after this year, and were both out for the year in Bull Bull and P.J. Dozier and a second-round pick into oh Bryn God. Forbes, who has been exactly as advertised. Yo, do you remember Bull Bull? It feels like 20 years Orlando ago. just declared him out for the year. Big surprise. <laughs> um, but Bryn Forbes has been exactly what the Nuggets expected. He's been a lights-out shooter. Uh, he, he's filled a role nicely. And then, yeah, with the addition of DeMarcus Cousins, it's been the perfect fit. It's really yeah. been perfect, aside from... A couple technicals, well, more than a couple technicals. <laughs> a technical well, almost like every game. The, that's like part of the joy. Like it, it's part of the experience. It really. I mean, it's gonna suck when he gets too many and has to miss a playoff game. But like right now, I love it. He doesn't play enough to get it, like too many. That would be in. That would be bad, uh, dude. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I think you need what is it, sixteen for a suspension. <laughs> How he's at he's like got? six or seven. Seven and there's 13 games left? I'm doing the math here. <laughs> well, he almost got a flagrant tonight. I don't think it would have been a technical, but it was almost a flagrant tonight. But DeMarcus was really good tonight. 14 points, 6 of 12 from the field, 5 Bully rebounds, stuff, 3 assists, only 1 turnover. And that's the thing. If he keeps his turnovers down, and he's gotten a lot of turnovers just from illegal screens, which <laughs> seems like he gets one of those a game too. Um <laughs> But, you know, he can use up his fouls. That's fine. But just don't turn the ball over and produce. <laughs> Michael Malone, like, early in Cousins' tenor was like, 
if you look at his per 36 numbers, he's a monster. And I was like, okay, per 36, like yada, yada, yada. <laughs> but it's kind of been true. Yeah. Like anytime he's getting close to 20 minutes, the guy's scoring usually in double figures. So he produces and he's also scoring way more efficiently than he was at, at, in those first couple of weeks when he just didn't have the athleticism. I didn't think like. that he was going to ever finish a layup. I damn sure didn't think that he was going to ever dunk a basketball again. And he's now starting to do both of those things. Oh, oh, and no. also, I'm okay with those, like, uh, setting a screen, a legal screen, and getting a, a, a foul on it. Because, really, no it's one... on the small guard every time. And now they're like, talk to me every single time. Yeah. Like, they're upset. They're, like, it's disrupting, like, their flow on the defensive end. It's and true, also, man. now you're looking for it every single time. Their head's on the swivel. You turn your head on a swivel with bones, he's going to blow by you. So now you've just created just that small advantage right there. It's true. Like, he, like Boogie gets his money worth with his fouls. Like, he said, like, nobody sends more messages. <laughs> like, he's the mailman, dude. That's, or he's going <laughs> to call him Nokia. He's send, send, no, he's messages. like, uh, <laughs> he's like Verizon. Yeah, dude. Sending texts. Just sending them out there. Like, but it's, it, it, it's meaningful. Like, you're right. Like people alter how they're going to play because it's like, you know, when you go up against Rudy Gobert, like a lot of times people stop trying to, to drive the paint because he's going to block it. Like people stop trying to be cute around Boogie Cousins because he just like puts his shoulder into you. And it's, it sucks. it's because people are legit scared of Boogie Cousins. I'm scared of Boogie Cousins. I'd be. James Harden is like. You think Daniel Gafford is scared of Boogie Cousins? <laughs> he absolutely was tonight. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Uh, let's hit another break. On the other side, we'll wrap up with this game and go around the association, get to the Super Chats. We'll hear from Brendan Vote uh, on what Michael Malone and some players had to say after Voting the game as well. Uh, Mile High City Copper Logger from Breckenridge Brewery, the official beer of DNVR. Make sure to pick some up because it is nugget season. If you're in the Denver area, stop into the DNVR bar on the corner of Colfax and York. We got Breck Brew on tap. We've got... Breck Brew Seltzers on tap, chilling in the fridge right now. Those are incredible. If you're not in Denver, if you're not in Colorado, no worries. Go to the Breckenridge Brewery website. Use their beer locator. Find out where to get Breck Brew closest to you and pick up some Mile High City Copper Lager because it is nugget season. Let's go. We've also got the tournament going on, the biggest tournament of the year. Uh, there's only a few days left to join in on all the action before the first team tips off this Thursday. We've got the big game. The We've big, got the big tournament. Oh, baby. So big, dude. Yeah. Big time. Thursday. Uh, everything starts Thursday. Everything starts tomorrow. DraftKings Sportsbook is giving new customers a shot to bet just $5 on any team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. It's that simple. If they win, you win. DraftKings Sportsbook customers can also bet on college hoops with same game parlays, combine multiple bets from the same game. For an even bigger payout, the more legs you add, the more money you can win. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code DNVR. Bet $5 on any college hoops team to win. Get $200 in free bets if they do. If they win, you win with promo code DNVR. This week at DraftKings Sportsbook must be 21 or older, Colorado only. New customers only, minimum $5 deposit. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem. Call 1-800-522-4700. Bet on my, on my Rams, baby. Dude, the Rams, David man. Roddy, baby. They're a lock over Michigan. Let's I'm telling go, you right man. now. Are they a lock? 
proud to be. Oh, I, I don't know if they're so. a lock. Uh, I think they're probably a lock. I don't know. Listen, I was. Uh, I'm. <laughs> I'm not schooled in college basketball. Like I just, it's not a sport that I've typically spent a lot of time with. I watch a lot of college basketball this season because David Roddy is uh, alongside Bones Highland. Uh, my also new best friend. Uh, we're gonna spend some time on an island together, the three of us. I'll okay. let you know how it goes. Anyway, uh, David Roddy is a beast, man. That guy is so interesting to watch. He's the one of the more interesting basketball players I've ever seen outside of Nikola Jokic. He's a big guy that yeah. can shoot. He shoots over forty percent, close to fifty percent from three, and he's a he's just a, a bully inside. So, I'm I. I, I I've been told that uh, the team they're going to face in Michigan is wildly overrated and actually probably shouldn't have made the, t- the tournament. So, Yeah. In the NBA, we have to deal with, um, like, big market bias. Yeah. In college basketball, it's just all about just big the, 10 bias. Yeah. Yeah, big 10 bias. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they have Jawan Howard. Yeah, coach. I know. Who they are, who punches people in it. Every single time I've actually seen Jawan Howard on TV, all bad things have happened. Really? Like he's punching people. He's cursing out the, he's the media. Out the he's like walking out on media. I'm like, am I ever going to see him actually coaching? I need to watch a game. Tomorrow I'm going to watch the game. Yeah, he's coaching to tomorrow he morning. He's, he's coaching. Yeah. Uh, my last note from the game is just on Bones Highland. 17 points, six rebounds, five assists, two turnovers. I'm telling you, man, he is a really, really good passer. He had another one of those passes tonight where he just whipped the ball into Jamichael Green, I think it was inside, from like the three-point line or from above the free throw line. He is really developing as a point guard, I feel like. Remember the just the bumps he went through a month ago when he switched to backup point guard full-time? and Had to have the plays on his wristband. He wrote the plays on his wrist because he couldn't remember what they were called. And now this guy looks really, really comfortable, and he's he's developing rapidly, I feel like, as a point guard. I think he's one of those players that we need to give Michael Malone more credit for. Like, he didn't just give it to him. He made him work for it all. Like This is another thing that happens every year. Yeah, yeah. It happens. It, But that's the thing. It's, we, we've been seeing it all. Um, you're in, you're in, you're in it. Sorry, dude. Radiohead. I'm a creep. <laughs> and how is it getting louder? It's somehow uh, getting louder. It's called. Uh, we're, this is how white people vibe, Dev. Yeah, that's why I can't <laughs> rock with it. Listen, um, <laughs> Bones really he he he's answered the calling. He it looks like he's naturally playing now. He's not thinking about every single play before it happens, or um, if he should shoot at this time. Like it's it's read and react, and he looks like a real basketball yeah. player instead of mm-hmm. trying to. To, to understand what's happening at all times there's been I haven't there hasn't been a time in a while that I've like said it like he's in over his head or things are coming at him too fast and I felt like I was feeling that every night yep. especially on those second like nights of a back-to-back and yep. things like that we're seeing a constant flow from him because he's you know he's not going through the whole COVID thing um he's not going through like injuries like his ankle like hurt but he still came back I'm gonna stop before it turns up <laughs> Oh man, Dev. you you could have used that crescendo to make uh, a really hard end to your point. Um, <laughs> Bones Highland is such a hooper. That man is fearless to a degree that I've never seen for a guy of his stature yeah. at this stage in his career. And um, his fearlessness is like what powers all of his play. Like he's not scared to pull up from forty feet. He's not scared to drive the lane and. Uh, 
pass the ball with authority. His facilitation is growing day by day. He looks like he, he doesn't look like he's just trying to not make the wrong play anymore. Yeah. There were so many nights where we'd get come into the loser's lounge and be like, you know, Bones is a rookie. Like, uh, just have to explain off his performance. When it was true. Like, just sort of like getting his feet wet and like feeling like he belonged, even though, you know, his confidence has never waned. He'll tell you that. He'll be the first person to tell you that. But like, he wasn't nearly as confident early in the year as he is now. Like, you can just Absolutely. see it. Like, the, 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 the velocity that he's passing with and like, the craftiness that he's playing with like he's going to be such a good point guard like he's i mean I, jokes aside like this dude is literally literally going to be dame lillard like i'm not i'm not even like not even joking like this guy has the same skill set that dame lillard has he can finish in the same way that he can he can shoot in the same way that he can he can command the offense in the same way that he can like it's wild. And the fact that we got him at such a late pick because he hurt his knee because of that tragic, uh, you know, incident that happened in his life with the fire. It's just like another win for, for the, for the Tim Conley era, like another guy that everybody else sort of counted out because mm -hmm. he had a disappointing, you know, portion of his college career because injury, you know, Malik was this way. Uh, yeah. uh I can't even think right now, but like, this is just a pattern. Oh my God, Peaches, dude. Was, we are vibing tonight. Was the last song by Nirvana? <laughs> no, the last. No. Radiohead. That was yes, Radiohead. Another yes, white dude. person band. Yeah. Somebody said Coldplay. No, Coldplay. That's dude. a different one. Dude, that, that, that's for soft white people. Yeah. <laughs> no, you can't say soft white. Listen to what's on right. This is your song. This is our song, dude. This is our song. Yeah. Oh, Adam, dude. When Adam's not here, he's still here, dude. He's haunting the oh, chat man. and filling the vibes. The, the Nuggets, the Nuggets are, and we are so lucky to have Bones Highland. The, the person that he is, man, you just saw it after that 76ers game. Did you see him kind of break down the post-game presser? Like, Vote talked about it when he came so, on afterward. He's but so genuine. He's so genuine. He's so real. He's such a real person, which is honestly so rare in the NBA these days. But he's genuine. He's compassionate. He's real. He's fearless. He's hungry. We're, we're so lucky we have him, and we get to watch him and cover him every day. Um, it's It's been really fun to watch him this season. And going back to talking about him as a point guard, I think one of the underrated things about Jamal Murray's rise is him learning the point guard position yep. and becoming just an incredible pick and roll point yep. guard. Two man game. Because he didn't play point guard at Kentucky and he's kind of had to learn that position. Bones Highland wasn't a full time point guard in college either, but he is light years ahead of where Jamal Murray was as a point guard as a rookie. So I'm really excited to watch Bones and, and just kind of his development because it seems like it's happening pretty rapidly. Somebody said that he's like secretly like coming up on Murray's rookie year three point. Is that true? Oh man, I don't know. That's why I feel like how he's he's missed so much time. Right. I was say the Murray Murray yeah. was not impressive out the out of the gate. Like, Murray he honestly took, he took I a said long this time. on yesterday's show. Jamal Murray played a very similar role to the one that Bones Highland is playing this season. Backup point guard and when he's really hot, like, yeah, he could close a game. But it's a very similar <laughs> role. Oh, man, dude. I get my peaches in, uh, out in Georgia. You know that about me. 
Uh, <laughs> what, dude, uh, the vibes are so right right now. I yeah. don't even know what to do. We were bored by a victory. It was like such a dominant performance that we all of our minds started to skipping forward. It's been just a dogfight this entire year. Like, I, reading where we are in comparison to the other teams that we looked at, like, oh man, the Bucks and the Jazz. I can't believe it. Like it, it just is. Uh, it's remarkable, and the best is yet to come. Some would question if we're even in purgatory. Some would question that we're in purgatory <laughs> because we could be so much better. But it's like a, we're in like a cushy purgatory. We're like in a like a like a Holiday Inn Express. Life's not bad in purgatory. It turns <laughs> no, not out. too bad. Not too bad. All right, let's get to some super chats. Saw a bunch of these roll in. Um, God, my eyesight sucks. I can't read what this screen name is. Uh, it says, uh, "Let's see here, super chat." Does Bones have a deeper bag than Jamal? Does like, Bones make uh, Mr. Nugget does expendable Bones in a make trade? Mr. Nugget expendable Whoa. in a trade? Bro, this Whoa. is a wild super chat. Yeah, this is a great super chat. Does Bones have a deeper bag than Jamal? I think so. No, dude. J Jamal scored 50 points no, multiple times. No, bag. You're, we're talking bag I'm But I'm saying, like, that was a result of a massive... Massive bag. Was it? Yeah. I don't know. I got to go to Dev on this. Th 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 think about the the, the the 360 layup, like all the things that Jamal did. Yeah, but that that was him opening a level no one has ever seen. Yeah. I think Bones has a deeper bag. I think uh, so, also, too. Also, you want to know why I, I think know so it? Too. This is Before wild. the season, I mean, be, yeah, when the season ended, they said who has, like, the, the, the best handles on the team and, like, best control and stuff. And everybody, remember they was, like, running into, like, the, um, it was, like, the, the preseason stuff. Um, workouts and they're like everybody's like bones bones but like maybe one person said jamal but it's bones he he's he's a man with plenty of bags <laughs> speaking of bags under my um under my sink at home <laughs> i have about a thousand bags i don't yeah. know why i'm hoarding i have just, a ton too what are, what are why do we have so many bags i don't know you're because bagless you're, you're it's just Giannis. it's just where you put <laughs> you them you, no either bags. <laughs> you either throw them out or you put them under your sink yes yeah, i'm starting to be more organized I'm what a, the first bags off what a bags. wild accusation i have plenty of bags bro but do you have one under your sink that yes. has more bags inside of those bags yes i bet you kale you have never heard of this have you do you have that in under your sink? We all have bags. What is Dad? there more of in this world? Bags or doors or wheels? Uh, well, we've bags. entered uh, bags and bags. More <laughs> than doors and wheels? I, no, I think it, I, there's a lot of bags. <laughs> Dude, but bags have fallen out of fashion. Now you have to pay for them Ten one cents, by one yeah. at the grocery store. Right, okay. Oh, okay. Uh, bags, bags, bags. Uh, let's move does, on but here. But does Bones make Mr. Nugget expensive oh, yeah. in a trade? Um, Yo, that's wild. That's a wild thought. Mm -mm. It's No. I don't think you want to trade uh, Mr. Nugget at this point in time. Does he make him a little more expendable? Yes, of course. But I still don't think you're trying to move Monte Morris. That would, dude, that would be bad karma. Yeah. I think Monte Morris might be more valuable to the Nuggets than than to some teams. I don't know. No question. No right. question. Super Chat. Uh, How about Tyler that, Peters? Uh, action hitting jo Jokic on a drive to the basket. For the sexy finger roll. More really? of that, please. That that was the play where he yeah. ran full speed. Oh, I've yeah. never seen a move and like so that. so graceful. They did it twice, actually. Yeah. I haven't seen that. And also, it's good to see. That action, uh, good observation. That action was great because he's moving full speed. We're yeah. used to seeing him slow it down and try to do it. But for him to get him moving, now the defender has no fucking chance at all Nothing. to slow him down or to just defend it. So I really do hope they start doing a little bit more of that. Yeah, when Yoke gets a running start, 
he can usually beat his guy off the dribble into the room. It's so wild, too, because Jokic, you think of as like a lumbering sort of like guy that relies upon his arms, his, his space octopus tentacles. But like when he gets moving like that and actually goes into that, that sexy finger roll, yeah. he's like really well, surprisingly graceful. Well, he's so fluid. It's, he, his hips and his just body is so fluid. It's remarkable. You even look at him next to a guy like Thomas Bryant, who's like 35-inch vertical, chiseled it from the weight room, just a, a perfect specimen for an NBA player. And you're like, Yoke is more athletic than this guy. So wild. He's yeah. just less athletic with his just jumping. vertical. It's literally That's just literally it. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, more super chats here. Yeah, more super chats. Let's see. Uh, this one says, Smuggets lives on. Let's Smuggets go, Gene, dude. Gene. Shout out, Gene. Even though you're cursing us, I still appreciate that chat. <laughs> uh, let's see. Justin says, if I have time, I will watch the passing sequence with 535 left in the third quarter on loop for a couple hours tomorrow. I think that's the possession gotta, that was the peak Spurs-esque possession. Yeah, Justin, you got to make time for that, my guy. Yeah. Yeah, in the middle of March Madness. Yeah, dude. Like, just turn it off and get that loop rocking. Yeah. That was Let's, a beautiful possession. Right, what we got here? That was a possession where Jokic passed up like three good shots for just a shot at the rim. Oh, our main man, J-Rock, Jeremy. Super Chat Bones has a very deep bag. Very deep. Cue multiple parades. Wow. Multiple parades. Holy smokes, yeah. the bag parade. Yeah, super bag. Like deep, deep bags too. It's like Ikea. Like what? It's just a parade of bags going by one deeper than the next. How deep will it go? Yeah, thank you. <laughs> that <laughs> uh mark says malone's decision to play faku over bones for the first half of the season seems like the underrated move of this team's story he ha he's had to earn every minute during these uh during the little thing or doing the little things and he's truly taken that role by design this is so true and honestly this happens every season with a nuggets prospect going back to yep. nikola Jokic who came off the bench, then won the starting spot. And yeah, that probably didn't happen quite soon enough, but Jamal Murray had to earn his spot. Michael Porter Jr. had to earn his spot. Now Bones Highland has has earned his spot. And yes, you've got to give credit to Michael Malone. You got to. This, yeah. is, this is what he excels in the most. This is what Michael Malone does better than anybody. He doesn't care about any of your comments on Twitter. He doesn't care about any of our crying on this show for put this guy in, give this guy the minutes. Like, you got to earn it, man. Like, not just for the development of that player, but for the respect of the locker room. Like, no one likes guys that are given things no that's it's, true and especially like some guy comes in he's a rookie like okay cool why okay rookie like carry the bags i don't care how deep it is <laughs> like yeah so then just like think about it Jokic worked for it he's yep. still here yep playing really well yep. michael porter jr worked for it he's still here yep part of the future jamal murray murray worked for it still here part of the future emmanuel moudier i did not work my it. case Let's did go. not work for it. Let's you know who else he did not work for it bull bull well bull bull never kind of got his. Yeah. But he that's the point is is like yeah. he didn't like he didn't put his head down and work. Like these other guys just sort of like and credit to all of the all of the guys you just mentioned too. Like they they weren't crying about it. They sort of like understand the you know the natural order of things when it comes to the you know the pecking order in an NBA locker room. Yeah. I think the only guy that got that immediately was Gary Harris. 
But was, you can but look that at was a different era. There was like, it was a different a, era. Gary had already been the year for a league, but you can also look at Gary and be like, okay, that guy can handle it. Yep. You know, it's, he's the type of personality that that I'm fine with handing him that. T H T R underscore two o one says Bones is a certified bucket getter. I mean, that's a quality of any real hooper, just a bucket getter. Who's going to have the stamp of approval, though? Yeah. Yo, how are you going to be a hooper if you're not a certified bucket getter? Those two a things? CBG? I don't know. There's, there's Andre Roberson's out there. He's not a hooper. He's not a hooper. <laughs> uh, Dan says, everybody loves Bones in D.C. because he's almost from there. Yeah. I feel well, like he, went to, he went to college at VCU, so. I feel like now he's almost from here, too. You know yeah. what I mean? Wilmington is not that far away. You it's know what very, I mean? very far away. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I'll look at a map after this show. Uh, Darnell says, uh, coming from Baltimore to watch the game live in D.C. for a complete beatdown tonight. Poor Wizards fans have a team with no identity. Nuggets are a family. Let's go. Nice. That's exactly that's what it derail. is. It's a great derail. super quote. Derail. What yeah. did I say? Darnell. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Wrong black guy. <laughs> Yo, listen, man. <laughs> I'm in my 40s, man, and somehow I have a better eyesight than Harrison, but not perfect eyesight. Yeah, mine's, mine's going by the day. But no, I mean, that's a great comment. Uh, the Wizards are a team that's just kind of lost right now, and they're trying to build their team around Chris Stats, Porzingis, and Bradley Beal. And that sucks for them. It sucks for their fans. <laughs> Um, all right, should we should we do it? Oh, ATA. Let's go around the association, guys. Um, let's start with some games that are very pertinent to uh, the Nuggets. Dallas just beat the Nets, and I'm hearing that they won on another Spencer Dinwiddie game winner. That's a big-time shot because that's the team that got rid of them. Oh, that's true. That's his old team that yeah. he closes out in that type of way. Like, that's that's that storybook. I love that. Yeah, that is dope. Uh, but he was in Brooklyn, right? So Kyrie didn't play? Yeah, correct. Kyrie scored 60, then did not play. Yeah, Luke has 37, 9, and 9. <laughs> Man, he's good. I yeah, can't good. wait for the... Somebody to argue Luca over Jokic for MVP. Uh, that man is coming. already happening. It's Nick Wright. He has him at the top of his oh, uh, MVP I, we leader. Don't, we don't MVP, talk about and, him. And Embiid is third or show. fourth or something. Yeah, no, that's a <laughs> beast. So third stupid. So stupid. Uh, also, very important to the Nuggets tonight. Um, where is that game? Here it is. Minnesota beat the Lakers one twenty-four to one hundred four. They outscored the Lakers thirty-one seventeen in the first quarter. Uh, Towns at 30, Anthony Edwards with 27. Just a nice win for Minnesota, who just keeps Will winning. They don't lose. lose. They, they don't lose, man. They might never lose again. I think they got Milwaukee next game, so that's going to be tough. LeBron had the uh, the lowest plus minus on the team, minus 19. He's the reason they lost. <laughs> right here. Dude, uh, LeBron is going out so sad. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah he, he's going to have to. Now that he only scored 19 in that game, he's going to have to go for 50 this next game. Oh. <laughs> Might want to rest up. So sad. Uh, the 76ers, they beat the Cleveland Cavaliers, who the Nuggets are playing on Friday in Cleveland. Final stop of their three-game road trip. Joel Embiid, 35-17-5. and five. <laughs> Yikes. Huge-ass game. Tyrese Maxey, 25 points. James Harden, 21-11. and 11. It's a good win for Philly. Yeah, if you want to go after some prop bets, just follow your MB uh, for the rest of the year. Like he really desperately wants that MVP. Yep. Absolutely. Um, so he's really just going to just go off against these type of teams, especially. 
Um, they're going to feed him every though, single time, and he's just going to be dominant. So just you might as well get paid with him. Yeah, Cleveland is pretty good. Um, but They're missing their bigs, though. Like, I mean, they have one big, right? Right. Jared he's Allen didn't play tonight. He's hurt. I don't know if he's playing Friday. But um, they still have Garland. They still have Mobley. They still have uh, Laurie Marketing, but... I mean, Joel Embiid was just too much for them. Uh-oh. The it's voting time. time. All right, we got Brennan vote here as well. Oh, oh well, okay. we put the graphic We up. almost had voting <laughs> yeah. time. While we're doing that, yeah, we could bounce around to Atlanta Hawks. Yeah, take us around. Charlotte. Um, in this game, it was Charlotte that won. Um, LaMelo Ball had 22 points and 11 assists, um, plus 24 in the game. He literally won the game for them. Everyone wow. else pretty much was in the negative. Plus 24 for him, and Kelly Oubre had plus 12 as well. Um, Talking about Faku? No. no. Oh, okay. Not this time. Question, right. first first and foremost. Sorry, Dev. Are you listening to something right now, Brenda Vogt? Uh, he getting, can't even hear you. I just walked off, man. Give me Are a break. Okay. Give me a break. I would have forgotten them again, though. Yeah, I so know. You would have walked. Yeah. You actually did just give me a break. I, I yeah, know, yeah. Thanks for looking out. <laughs> All right. We got Brenda Vote here straight from the Nuggets postgame pressers. What kind of mood was Michael Malone in after this one? Uh, good mood, fellas. Good mood. And I'll tell you why. Oh, we got a lot going on over here. Oh. Is it? We got Should a little, I? I'll just uh, it. little it's equipment. Right. Sorry, it's my first time. Malfunction. Okay, we're good. We're good to go. Michael Malone loved the assist uh, happy approach tonight. Uh, I pointed out that the Nuggets are second in assist percentage as a team. I believe they're fourth, fellas, in assist per game. But he said mm-hmm. that's Denver Nugget basketball. Uh, they had a lot of assists, few turnovers, and good three-point defense. There were some numbers that didn't look in their favor. I think points in the Peyton transition numbers he brought up. But at the end of the day, if you have those three components I just mentioned, uh, that's a recipe for a win. Uh, so he called that Denver Nuggets basketball. That was also his descriptor of that uh, great possession that ended in the Aaron Gordon right. dunk where everyone touched the ball. I think the reporter said um, nine, there, he meant to say there were nine passes, but he said nine guys passed the ball. Uh, Malone liked that. He said, yeah, well, first of all, there's only five guys on the court, so I think your math might be wrong. That is correct. Only Uh, five guys on the court. But he was in a playful mood. He was in a playful mood. And he did say about that assist-happy approach, for me, that's the best way to play and watch the game. So not quite the right way, but I guess you could say that if you wanted to. Yeah. Um, On leading wire to wire and resting guys, he said, yeah, it was great. And then he revealed that Jokic's back was tightening up a bit. So he would have played him if he needed to in that fourth, but he was thrilled that he didn't have to do that. Um, he did not have to play him in the fourth <laughs> if his back wasn't tightening up. You know? Yeah, I mean, I think he – yes. I think what he was really trying to say was he just thrilled that he never had to because the bench took care of business. Yeah. Um, and then he was asked – But his back tightening up is, is – Notable. It is notable, and uh, well, we did talk to Jokic as well tonight, so we'll get there. Um, didn't have as much to say about his own back injury. And uh, Malone, lastly, guys, was asked about there were a lot of Nuggets fans in that arena tonight, which you could tell from the broadcast, a lot of Nuggets and Jokic jerseys in particular. Mm-hmm. And Malone, on the growing cultural footprint, said, I think the last three years what we've been able to accomplish and how we play, it's not just the winning, but how we play, that attracts fans and then he quickly shifted it to being about Jokic right and he said it reminds him of LeBron back in the day the way he goes on the road and you see Jokic jerseys and people are there to see him play Mm -hmm. Uh, and so obviously fellas it quote speaks to Jokic's greatness and yeah absolutely I mean we've been seeing that more and more um 
Jokic fans. I mean, Jokic is is a featured attraction for visiting fans. Like he's, I know as a real basketball fan, like if <laughs> Jokic was coming to my city, you're you're yeah. going to want to watch him play. He's at the top of the list of guys you definitely go and yeah, MVP, buy a ticket man. for. It's the. Like it was so, it was so beautiful to watch our little baby boy, our our fledgling god, like just become what he was, and we were the only ones watching in the dark. Nobody else was paying attention, and like not now, on cable. And now, like watching it, like him starting to get the love that we know that he has deserved this entire time. It's like both super inspirational and awesome but also like makes me like a little like my favorite band is getting too popular you know yeah I mean? it is starting to feel like like, he, like he's turning into the black eyed peas yeah yeah like Stephen <laughs> a smith does a segment on him and you're like okay on one like, hand oh, we right, asked for out, this bro. on the other hand let me do it dude because you are just talking up there yeah. we also heard from austin rivers podium game for former wizard question mark austin he played rivers. a season with the wizards I think he did because he took the podium and he said dc what's good austin rivers loves a microphone <laughs> Um, <laughs> He's like DC baby, baby, <laughs> District of nice. Columbia baby. <laughs> Call that a callback in the business. Uh, on Bones Highland, Austin River says Bones has a big heart. One thing I love about him is he just goes for it, and that's a guy that you just you let him go out there. He said other younger guys who might come into the league with that approach. You know, I'm a killer. I'm going to go out and I'm going to go do my thing, um, and then it doesn't work out and. They had they sort of withdraw a little bit into a shell. It's hard in the NBA, but not Bones Highland, who just goes out and goes for it and does his thing. And he says, He's "You just killer. let him go out there and do it because he always means well. He tries to make the right play, and uh, he knows how to fill it up real quick." So nice. high praise for Bones from Austin. Nice. Austin also spoke about the inconsistency for the second unit, particularly the lineups that have been in flux. And again, this is true regardless of who's been in there. It has been. Um, a game of musical chairs until lately and Rivers lauded the team's ability to stay locked in and all the guys who stay ready talked about guys like Davon Reed who are out of the rotation but still preparing and ready to go every night and he said this quote which might have been my favorite of the night our whole team has been exemplifying professionalism this whole season honestly which is why I think we're one of the better teams in the NBA uh, and we have started to pick up that that uh, baton a little bit and talk about this on this show a little less all just Jokic love and more hey how about how about this group's effort right yep. they could have folded they could look like the Lakers do this season mm -hmm. but they've all just sort of stayed ready to keep their their heads fight to keep their heads above water as a team and to be ready for those minutes whether or not they know they're coming yep um, and oh Austin on Jokic is the MVP we call him that because we know he is whether he gets it again or not he doesn't, though. I don't even think he cares, <laughs> which we know is true. We then spoke to Jokic, who was asked about that assist-first approach uh, and if it's the best way for the Nuggets to play. And he said, I mean, to be honest, it is the only way. And I think he was really trying to say it's the, it's the only way for us to win. You know, he condemned selfish basketball, but particularly for that group. They get into trouble when they go down that path. But this way, playing the right way, playing for each other, is what yields wins for the Denver Nuggets. That's the way he wants to play. On his back, a particularly unhelpful answer. He said, it's good. Then waited a second and said, hopefully it does not become a problem. And then uh, pressing for more information, Mike Singer said, uh, cited Malone's comment saying, he said he had to sit you and he was glad he didn't have to play you in the fourth. Um, and, and Jokic just said, 
thank you, coach? <laughs> With a question mark at the end. Yeah, you saw Jokic at the end of this game. He was sitting on a medicine ball on the baseline. So it is something to watch. I mean, I do think it's something that happens for bigger guys towards this third of the season. But again, we don't expect his workload to get particularly lighter anytime soon, even with the potential return of those guys. So definitely something to monitor going forward. For what it was worth, Jokic did not seem concerned. Good. Good. That's it. That's what I got for you, fellas. All right. You got any thoughts on the game at large that you want to share? Just how great it was to follow up that really tense kind of playoff-like game with a really composed and balanced effort. And maybe not everyone got in on the scoring act tonight, but... Everyone yeah. got in on the assist party, and the Nuggets led this one essentially wire to wire. So the best possible way to finish up that, to follow up that game, not just for them, but also for us, right, who just needed an easy, fun one online. And we yeah. got it. All right. Well, we've gone long, and I think that's all the time we have for tonight. A dominant performance for the Denver Nuggets, 127-109 over the Washington Wizards. One more game on this road trip, Friday in Cleveland. See if the Nuggets can go a perfect 3-0, and baby. Oh, baby. I got to say, the bench unit. The bench? Of, the, of this podcast. Mm. Really pulled it together. Adam's out. We did our thing. It's a complete team effort. <laughs> Someone's got to be your Bryn Forbes yes. off, the, off the bench. It's a complete team effort at this company. <laughs> we uh, we got to step up Next for, man uh, up mentality. for everyone. All right. Thanks for tuning in. Throw a th- uh, thumbs up if you haven't, if you're enjoying the show. Uh, also, subscribe to DNVR. You'll get notified whenever we go live. We got a show tomorrow Apparently at with 1:30. George Carl. Okay. Oh, we got the the Nuggets legend Darrell Arthur joining the show. Yes, oh, Darrell right. Arthur on the show tomorrow, 1.30, and then George Carl at 2.30. What a lineup. Here? It's going to be a hell of a show. What do you mean? Is, is, like, is that show going to be happening here at the bar? That's going to be we're, it's going to be wild at the bar tomorrow. Come yeah. down to the bar. Got Come the tournament to the tomorrow as well. Darrell Arthur, can't wait to talk isn't about it, Isn't it St. Patrick's Day also? Love St. Patrick's too, Day it's already everything. happened. It's a, it is everything. Is it St. Patrick's Day tomorrow? It was, uh, yeah. I think it's tomorrow, yeah. Good thing you're I wore right, all my right, green you're tonight. Right, you're, right, you're right, you're right, you're right. <laughs> you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. <laughs> this is just like a coronation. At the I can't bar believe tomorrow. I said we did a great job and then I yeah. pulled that. Talk to you guys later. Bye.